What is the biggest mistake marketers make in copywriting? It's choosing clever over clear. In this episode of the Tiny Marketing Show, I'm talking to Heather Orr of Copy Trigger, and she gives a freaking masterclass on how to get more clarity in your copywriting. It's coming up next. Hello, and welcome to Tiny Marketing. I'm Sarah Noel Block, and I teach small marketing departments that are tired of feeling overwhelmed and under-resourced how to build and manage effective and efficient marketing strategies that work for them. Get ready, it's time to dig in and get a big impact with your tiny team. Thank you for joining me today. Can you introduce yourself to the audience? Hi, my name is Heather C. Orr. I'm a B2B and SaaS conversion copywriter. I own copytrigger.com. I've worked as an in-house copywriter for about seven years or so for in corporate marketing departments, mostly for Kaiser Permanente, mm-hmm. uh, Farmers Insurance, the Seattle Times, and AT&T. Okay. Wide range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm also currently enrolled in Copy Hackers Copy School. All right. All right. I love them. Do you ever listen to Content 10X? Um, no, I haven't listened to that. I'll check that out for sure. Yeah, it's pretty good. But content hackers is one of their clients. They talk about them sometimes. It's a good, it's a good site. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's all about repurposing your content. Yeah. Who doesn't need to get more time? All right. So let's first, before we dig into the topic, we'll be talking about clarity in your copywriting. Yeah. So before we do that, can you tell me what your favorite song is? Um, I would have to say I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Can you tell me why? <laughs> I don't know. I just every time I hear that song, it makes me feel happy and positive. So and I love the Beatles. I love like almost every song they've done. But that one really sticks out to me. And I I don't know. I'd like listen to it on repeat a lot, just like when I'm feeling down or something. Um, Because it lifts me up. Ah, I get that. I get that. It's a good one. Okay. So clarity. Clarity in your copywriting. Let's do it. Okay. Why is clarity so important in your copywriting? Well, clarity is like the end-all be-all in copywriting. I work with B2B and SaaS companies who need help clarifying complex technical language into clear and compelling copy. I'm passionate about talking about clarity because many of these companies have complex products. And if your ideal customer can't comprehend the value of what you're offering and how it can make their life better, then they won't buy from you. So it's kind of like the foundation of your copywriting. Yes, that makes sense. But how do you do it? How do you get more clear in your copywriting? Yeah, uh, well... As a conversion copywriter, my job is to write copy that performs and not copy that only sounds good. Mm -hmm. So to do that, I need to identify the messages that are most likely to convert a, a visitor on a specific page, say, and the order in which that visitor needs to see the message. Sounding good can make a brand seem more likable and trustworthy, and it can impress the person that hired you to write, <laughs> but until it doesn't get results. And then they're like, right. okay. <laughs> Pretty words are all nice, but if they don't get you sales, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's the results that matter. And everyone wants clarity on what you're buying before you buy it. It also pays to keep in mind that what we're actually trying to sell is not the product itself, 
but the transformation it brings to people's lives, like how it's going to make people's lives better. Yes. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, like, I totally follow like, uh, well, I'm enrolled in copy hackers, copy school, but I also listen to advice like Joanna Weeb offers as far as copywriting. And she says that copy doesn't sell a product. It creates a customer. Mm-hmm. So if your prospect can't understand how your product can uniquely help them with their problem, they'll bounce and move on to your competitor. So the damn f- right they will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you don't want that. That's, that's no. not your goal. <laughs> Stay on my website, buy my stuff. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's the goal of copywriting is to sell. So the first thing to keep in mind when you're wanting to improve clarity is to have one main idea that you're talking about on the web page or whatever other asset that you're writing. So we don't want to throw everything at the reader because the more ideas you try to include, the more your message gets watered down. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one topic per page. Yeah, I've learned from copy hackers that you should say just one thing intentionally because it will be much stronger that way, more powerful and stick in the head of your ideal customer. Makes sense. So once you have your one main idea that you're writing about, you need to clarify any complicated jargon that you have in the actual language of your copy. And a huge part of writing a website, Mm -hmm. for instance, is talking about the products and its features. You can't get away from it. And in B2B and SaaS, this can get technical quickly. Right. Yeah. Even if you're selling to other business leaders and they, they're aware of some of the jargon in the industry, you still don't want to overuse it because people get overwhelmed and they're just like, I can't read this. And yeah. Just bounce. Yeah. Pretty much everything that you say should be, you know, like your five-year-old kid should be able to understand what you're talking about. Be conversational. Be a human. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I first learned that working at the Seattle Times, they're like, write for a fifth or sixth grade level or lower. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. That's like the flash score that I usually try and aim for is let's get on, let's get to a sixth grade level. And it's hard, honestly, to get like you write with your natural tone and you might be at like a 12th grade level and flash score. And you got to really tone it down to that sixth grade level. And not because the people who are reading it are dumb. No, it's because you want it to be completely clear to everybody, no matter their knowledge level. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's true in B2B, you're talking to other business leaders. So they're aware Mm -hmm. of what the language is in the industry, but still you don't know like where their knowledge level is at as far as like, like I notice a lot of B2B and SaaS companies use words like cutting edge or state of the art. And These aren't like super complicated jargon words, but they're jargon words that are overused so much that they've lost all their meaning. Yeah. It's like, are you, or are you just saying that? You're probably just saying that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I still see that today on websites, like cutting edge uses a lot. I'm like, okay, you know, we need to do something else. (laughs) What's cutting edge about your insurance company? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, especially in like healthcare, you don't really want to say cutting edge. (laughs) No, I'm like a time-tested thing on my body, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, and then also when you're selling to businesses, you're still selling to human beings. So you need to make an emotional connection. And you can't do that again if they don't understand what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and how it affects their life and how it can make their life better. 
Well, there's actually many useful ways that you can clarify and simplify your copy. Obviously, you can't talk about them all. We don't have probably time. For Give that. me your favorites. Um, so, like your top three. Well, a good thing is like you can run user tests on websites to see where your like prospects are getting hung up on the language and bouncing. That can help you from the beginning. And then from there, what I'm going to talk about is things you can do with the language itself to make it more clear. And one of the biggest rules to make copy more clear is, is also, again, that I learned from copy hackers, is to start each sentence with the word you. Joanna Weeb calls it the you rule. Okay, let's hear more. <laughs> yeah, I, I was blown away by this. I, I was, is it psychology? Is that? Yeah. A lot of like um, conversion copywriting takes um, on psychology principles as well in order to like understand how humans think um, and stuff like that. So the you rule allows people to see themselves reflected on the page because it begins with the thing people care most about, which is themselves. I mean, that's human. Right. We all, you know. Uh, do you follow StoryBrand at all? StoryBrand? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to say no. That's another one I need to check out. StoryBrand, well, they do have a podcast, but it's the book that I read. And I read it on a flight front to back. I finished the entire thing on a oh. short flight to California. And everything you're saying right now is exactly like that, too, where you are the hero of your story. Mm-hmm. And so when you're reading something and someone's trying to sell something to you, unless you make me the hero of the story, then I'm not going to care. And the brand is actually the guide, the teacher, the person who tells you how to solve your problem. Yeah, exactly. And you need to see yourself reflected on the page because you come to a website Mm -hmm. with a problem and you're like, does this brand have a solution for me? And then you want to read about you know, yourself on the page of like, oh, this is how they can solve my problem to know that you're in the right place. And you might have the chance to purchase the right product that can help you solve your problem. So making you the subject of every sentence, like I said, is what people care about most is themselves and will help them see themselves on the page. Another thing you can do is switching out nouns and adverbs for verbs. It's an easy way and you can just put strong action verbs in your copy and it's especially powerful for creating a picture in your audience's mind. In other words, it's like telling your audience a story. Mm -hmm. Stories, we all know stories are super powerful. We all love them. Yeah. It's a great way to connect with your audience and you can keep an eye on which nouns you need to change into verbs by just reading your writing aloud and have, or you can have a friend read it to you. And then you also need to keep your verb tenses consistent. Mm-hmm. So when your audience can follow your writing's logic, they'll perceive you and your brand as reasonable and logical. And people feel comfortable buying from someone that they feel is rational. Makes sense. Yeah, that's just <laughs> sense. Yes, I, I want the person who's solving my problem to know what they're doing. Exactly. Yes. So also another way you can clarify your copy is to avoid using the passive voice. Everyone's like kind of been taught this in school. So most people are familiar with this, but just be vigilant about making sure that 
any passive voice is changed to active voice because it sounds less confident mm-hmm. and conveying like clarity and confidence in your writing will rub off on your customers and it will make them trust you more. I imagine going back to your verb rule, I would imagine that it makes people feel more active in the conversation. There's more action being taken and that might have a psychological effect on them. Yeah. It feels like you're actively in control of helping them solve their problem. Mm -hmm. When you use like, obviously verbs are like in the present tense now is happening. So yeah, I think it gives your brand a lot more confidence, sense of confidence and like you're like an authority figure for helping people. Okay. Another thing you can do is put one thought in each sentence. This one is pretty huge because this is another thing that people can get overwhelmed if you're like trying to put multiple ideas in one sentence. So it's especially a Mm -hmm. rule for writing for the web. When you put one thought in each sentence, it helps people easily read and fully understand what you're saying. You need to help people process information and make it digestible instead of like them feeling overwhelmed by a mass of ideas coming at them and they're not going to want to read your copy then. Yeah. And they will understand the value of what you're offering. Now, I love a good short sentence and a short paragraph. I am notorious for my one sentence paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. That's just, yeah, th- that's how I write. That's funny you mentioned that. I was just going to mention that next. That was my next one. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> allow your copy to take up space on the page. And then when you allow it to take up space, it more easily catches the reader's eye. Like you said, some copywriters even make one sentence paragraphs to create a lot of white space. And this especially helps spontaneous decision makers because they like to scan yeah. the page quickly and see if it pertains to them. And then it'll, they'll be more attracted to it if it's easy to read. Yeah. And it's more digestible, easier to understand. I don't know. I guess I like my copy to take up space, just like I like to take up space in a room. (laughs) Hey there, fellow entrepreneurs and B2B marketers. Before we dive back into the conversation, let me introduce you to a game changer in the lead generation arena, Lead Feeder. Now, we all know the struggle of identifying those elusive website visitors and turning them into valuable leads. But what if I told you there's a tool that not only promises, but delivers on supercharging your lead generation and sales efforts? Enter Lead Feeder. Imagine having the power to identify companies visiting your website, track their behavior in real time, and seamlessly integrate it all with your CRM. Lead Feeder is not just a tool, it's your secret weapon for efficient and targeted lead engagement. What sets Lead Feeder apart? It's the ability to provide detailed insights into visitor behavior, helping your sales team prioritize efforts and close deals faster. With customizable notifications, lead scoring, and GDPR compliance, Lead Feeder is changing the game. Ready to revolutionize your approach to leads and deals? Head over to leadfeeder.com for your free demo today. That's L-E-A-D-F-E-E-D-E-R.com. Don't miss out on the future of successful lead generation with Lead Feeder. (laughs) 
Yeah. And that's, it's like another confidence thing. Um, and also it makes it physically easy to read because as well as being persuasive, copywriting should be physically easy to read. Yeah. Because we're not writing novels, obviously. Right. And especially on the web, when you might be mm-hmm. looking at it from a smartphone with a tiny screen, or you might be looking at it from your like four monitor system that you have set up at home. Yeah. That's why that's such a great rule for the web to keep in mind. And then also you can stagger your sentence links. So for example, you could have a long sentence and then a short sentence, or you have two long sentences and then two short sentences. You can even use like choppy sentences that actually aren't full sentences. Uh, And this helps capture people's attention. Um, So fragments are okay in copywriting. Yeah, if you're using them intentionally and, you know, like, again, with uh, taking up space, um, clear writing is physically easy to read. So this, again, makes your writing easier to read. Yeah. So you can do you can have a fragment sentence, but it has to be completely clear on what you're saying. Exactly. And I know like in school, we're taught grammar wise not to do that. But what I've been learning from copy hackers is that choppy sentences especially if you end your paragraph with one can really help, you know, have people's eyeballs stick to what you're saying. And it really, um, they can remember it. it. It will stay with them. Yeah. When they think about your brand. I've noticed that too. And it, it leaves almost like a cliffhanger approach to it where you feel like you need to know more because that it was, it was cut short. <laughs> you need the rest now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It leaves you wanting more. So Um, That's a great technique too. And then what I do also for clarity, just because it's so important, it's like the baseline for copywriting that after you like write a final draft, you want to like go through and edit it for clarity or what copy hackers call sweep for Mm -hmm. clarity. So just, you just read through your entire draft and usually I'll read it out loud because for some reason you can catch issues easier when you read it out loud rather than just reading it in your mind. Yeah. If you stumble over a word as you're reading it, you're like, well, that should probably not be there. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't be stumbling over that word. Yeah, exactly. And then like, if you have a friend help you or something, they can hear too, like, oh, this sounds like awkward. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and then you can just run down the page and highlight anything that feels wrong, you know, eliminate and rewrite what doesn't seem clear to you. Because if it doesn't seem clear to you, it's not going to be clear to your customer. And also remove any summarized ideas. And then also, this is um, something new I learned from Copy Hackers too, is um, question conjunctions. And conjunctions are like, and, or, but. Because they often like are adding more ideas to your sentence without you realizing it. I mean, if you're like making a list or something like that, where you need a conjunction, obviously you're going to use a conjunction, but if just question them when you're like going through your copy and sweeping it or editing it, just question any conjunctions. Like, am I just adding more ideas that aren't needed or would overwhelm people or that I could break up? Because they tend to be a lengthier sentence. They tend to, you know, be after a comma and it's a completely other sentence. And then you aren't following your short sentence rule. Yeah, exactly. And you could have long sentences too, but 
again, they have to be clear. So just question if I'm, oh, I'm using and here. Am I and, and, and like, am I just like adding what I don't need to be? Yeah. You're also breaking the rule of one idea per sentence. Yeah, exactly. That's what often results from that too. So that's why it's like key yeah. to question when you see a lot of conjunctions in your writing. Um, and you, like I said, you can go down and highlight like all the stuff that doesn't seem right to you. And then you just want to make sure that your reader's brain will be able to focus on one thing best. So, uh, you know, again, so we don't want to throw everything at them. So they're overwhelmed. They'll remember your one argument of why, you know, their your product or solution or feature or whatever is right for them. After you edit for clarity, you can then also go through and edit for like voice and tone. And then Copy Hackers has these sweeps called the so what and the prove it sweeps. So oh, let's hear about it. <laughs> I love this too. It's like I, when you go through and you think that, oh, I have this great argument. Everyone's going to, you know, be persuaded by this. And then if you go through and you ask yourself, so what? Like, you know, when you're explaining an argument and Think of yourself as the reader and you're asking, so what? How does this pertain to me? Why should I care? And then that will help you clarify your copywriting. And also, this is all based on research that you should already have about, you know, your ideal customer and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So obviously that sets the foundation. But when you're editing your draft, you can ask like, so what? And prove it like to yourself or like this ideal customer that's going to be reading it. So Okay. In my mind, I am currently reading copy. So I'm going through it. And what I'm doing then is I'm going through each sentence and I'm asking, why would the audience care about this? Like, that's the so what? Why would my audience care about that? And if they wouldn't care about it, I cut it. Mm -hmm. And then the prove it's as I'm going through my copy, I go through it and I state some fact or some something that you're going to get from working with me. And unless I have some way to prove that through a statistic or a testimonial or a study, then I need to prove it. Yeah, that's exactly the point. Like sometimes it's hard, especially for business owners. I've had this experience myself when trying to uh, relaunch my website. I was like, it's so hard. You're so close to your own business sometimes. Yeah. I have a harder time <laughs> writing copy for myself for sure. Yeah. It's just like, you can't see the trees for the forest or the forest for the trees, <laughs> but you know what? I mean? Whatever the phrase is, you can't see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's hard to step back and put yourself in the mind of the person who's buying from you, but that's exactly yeah. what you need to do in order to think about how your product solves their problem. And then there's like another sweep that's called specificity sweep, where you go through and make sure that everything, mm -hmm. you, like your main argument points are very specific. Like, you know, use numbers or statistics, or like you said, real life examples that you just want your language to be very specific, not yeah. like general ideas. You have um, to prove it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then like after you go through and do all those edits, then one last time, 
before you know you make the copy live or turn it into the client or whatever you need to do with it you know after you've made all the changes then go back one last time and check everything for clarity again um and then this way you don't have to worry about someone like reading your writing and thinking your lawyer is writing your copy yeah. <laughs> no one's interested in that <laughs> yeah legalese is something that like I think is meant not to be understood. So, and copywriting is the opposite. We want people to understand as well, you know, as clearly as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understand and do what you want them to do. <laughs> yeah. And this also, I should say this is no bash on lawyers. I've worked with lawyers in corporate marketing and I totally understand where they're coming from, you know. They want yeah, legal copywriting is just yeah. Different. It's just a different field. And my sister is actually a lawyer, so oh, hope she's not watching the show. <laughs> she probably will be at some point. So that's why I wanted to say this. I yeah, we talk about this too with each other sometimes. Other sister, she's not against no. you. <laughs> no, it's just a, it's just a different type of writing, and it has a different goal. So you don't want anyone to mistake your copywriting for legalese. Yeah. It's not going to sell. No. And legally, it is meant to do the opposite of sell. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I had to work with lawyers in some of the corporate marketing departments I worked in. Like they had to go over my copy before it would go live just to make sure like any policy things or any certain words I'm using or making promises, you know, that may open them up to legal issues. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I know where they're coming from. But copywriting kind of has the opposite goal. So, yeah. All right. It's time to wrap it up. Can you tell everybody how they can find you and where you hang out online and all that jazz? Sure. My website is copytrigger.com. I'm basically on mostly every social media (laughs) platform. I'm mostly on Twitter, Facebook, and I'm on Instagram a lot. And you can find me at all those places at copytrigger. I'm under you know, the same name for everything. So it should be easy to find. Makes it easy. Yes. And how can people work with you? Um, Well, you know, you can check out my website and, you know, see what I'm about. Also, there's lots of ways you could send me a direct email. I get a lot of requests through LinkedIn. I get a lot of LinkedIn messages. So you could contact me that way too. Yeah. Basically, You'll find me on the web and I'm trying to make my branding very consistent. So it'll be copy trigger everywhere. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I hope you walk away from this episode with more clarity on clarity. Heather did an amazing job of walking us through how to create effective copy to drive results. Don't forget to follow, review, and tell your friends about the show. Without you, my friends... This show would be nothing. It's all for you. And P.S. You can follow me in all the social needs at Sarah Noel Block. See you next time. Hello, and thank you for joining Tiny Marketing. I help tiny marketing departments create consistent content that builds trust with their audience. Book done-for-you content marketing at sarahnoelblock.com. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite podcast app. See you next time, friends.